0: Welcome to the Uncensored Sales Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Dowdy, and I am so excited that you are here today. So our topic today is, can you learn sales skills? So this one is one of my favorites, primarily because I work with so many business owners and entrepreneurs that tell me that sales is not their thing. I don't like sales. I'm not good at sales. And when we start talking about it and digging into it, one, we inherently find that they actually are really great at sales uh, when it works for them, but that even if sales is not something that you have been trained in or something you have done a lot of, or something you're even really comfortable with, you can absolutely learn sales skills. And I think this is so important to remember because regardless of what you think, and again, part of it is a mindset issue about your sales skills as it exists today, the good news is that you can learn them. And, but the first thing we have to do is unpack the mindset. Because if you think you are good at something or bad at something, inherently that becomes true, right? So if you tell yourself that I am not good at sales, in fact, I'm bad at sales, I don't like sales, sales is yucky, sales makes me uncomfortable, then of course, you're not going to be good at it. And I say that, of course, with as much tough love as I possibly can, that sales is a mindset, just as anything is a mindset, right? If you are training for a race, um, I used to run half marathons, that was before I had children, but it was a mindset, right? If you tell me today, like, Ryan, I want you to go run 13.1 miles, I would laugh in your face. But It was a mindset. It was a mindset to go out and train myself on how to run 13.1 miles. And I will be honest with you, when I trained for my very first half marathon, I literally never run more than three miles in one sitting, ever. And I trained myself to run 13.1 miles and then proceeded to do that six or seven times. And I use that example because it's the exact same thing with really any part of your business. So if you want to say, I'm not a good public speaker, or I'm not good at this, or I'm not good at that, or whatever, it is a mindset. So if I say, I'm not a runner, well, then of course I'm not a runner, right? I'm not going to go out and train and put the work in to be a runner. So when we say, I'm not a salesperson, or sales is good at sales, I'm not going to put in the work to be good at sales. So if sales in any way, shape, or form makes you feel yucky, pushy, gross, annoying, obnoxious, any of the words that I've heard, uh, slimy, any of those other things, I want to be honest with you. If sales is making you feel that way, then you're you're doing it wrong. And again, tough love here, but if you are forcing people to do things they don't want to do, if you aren't taking no for an answer, if you are asking for things before you have earned the right to ask them, then unfortunately your approach to sales is wrong. Sales as a profession or a skill is not bad. Selling is helping. Seriously selling is helping someone make a decision, whether that decision is to work with you or not, you know, neither here nor there, you're helping someone make a decision. So what is sales really? It is actually about building relationships. It is about learning about the people in your ideal audience and helping them understand what you offer and then deciding, is this the best fit for you or not? Because no is a totally acceptable answer. And I think that's why people have so much fear of sales is one, they, they fear no, um, and they they don't know what to do when they get no. And honestly, there's not a lot we can do when we get no, right? No is no. We are not in the position of changing people's minds. We aren't turning nos into yeses, right? What we are trying to do is get the maybes, I'm not sure, let me think about it, I've got to talk to my spouse, whatever it is, to help those people make a decision whether it is or yes or no. And I tell this to my corporate sales team all of the time, maybe is the kiss of death in sales, right? Like I would rather get a no than a maybe, because maybe pretty much means no, but for some reason in the back of our head, we can't convince ourselves that. And we're like, well, maybe that deal will come through, right? Maybe. And it creates this false hope and stress and stuff that isn't really necessary. So that now that we've kind of talked about the mindset piece of sales, and yes, we can learn sales skills, but if we continue to have a negative mindset about sales, we're going to have a hard time with sales. So what sales do you need or what skills do you need to learn to be good at sales so in no particular order great listening skills empathy and really caring about the results that you provide for your clients um, relationship building networking persistence resilience discipline those are all words that probably describe you right if you are a business owner a salesperson an entrepreneur most of those things are going to describe you right nobody is crazy enough to start a business that isn't persistent that isn't resilient that isn't disciplined right? And the fact that you even thought about starting a business tells me that you actually are really great at relationship building, right? And listening skills are such an important part of it. And of course, empathy. So let's break each one of those skills down and drill down into them. So great listening skills are something some of you are saying, oh my gosh, Ryan, I got that. I am so good at listening. And I'm not, not going to tell you you're wrong, but I'm going to tell you that it's listening to just listen or listen to understand are two different things, right? Listening to respond, listen to understand. So what I say great listening skills, I need you to listen to understand. When someone is talking to you about what is going on in their life, in a sales conversation, in their life, in their business, whatever it is that you do, you have to really listen to understand. When we are selling, we have a tendency to listen to respond. Oh yes, I can solve that problem, can solve that problem. Yes, I'm awesome at that. Oh my gosh, I'm so good at that. Check, check, check. I got this in the bag, right? That's what's going on in our head during a sales conversation. And that's not okay because we are missing nuances. We are missing emotional words. We are missing opportunities to build a stronger relationship with our prospect when we're not listening and we're listening with the intent to respond. So I really want you to practice just listening right? It, it, it is a practice, guys. It's just like meditation or anything else, which I'm not great at. Yoga, definitely not great at that either. They call them practices for a reason because it's something you have to get good at. Is really just sitting there listening, taking notes, making eye contact if you're face-to-face or even if you're on a Zoom call or whatever the case may be. i really listening to that person based upon just listening to their words, okay, without thinking about your response. That's number one. Empathy and caring about the results you provide are really important. So empathy is something else we can learn by practice as well. So really thinking about or asking questions like, how do you feel about that? Or how would it feel if you were able to solve that that challenge that you're having? And then really listening to the emotion words. That's what we need. Empathy is about being able to really take on someone else's emotion and say, oh my gosh, I really understand that emotion. I get it. We really just want to acknowledge the emotion, right? We hear this all the time in sales. People buy based on emotion and they justify based on logic. So when we are having sales conversations, we should be having emotional conversations. I don't care what you sell, right? This is not a woo-woo fluffy thing. Well, oh, Ryan, I don't sell weight loss or health coaching, so emotion isn't important to me. I don't care, right? I mean, I've grown up selling marketing and advertising. Not an overly emotional topic, but helping someone present their brand to the world is very emotional right? That is their brand. That is their baby. That is their money that they're investing in you. There is emotion behind that, right? So I really want to focus on the emotional piece of that. So we really want to make sure that from an empathy perspective, we are hearing those emotional words and that we are acknowledging them, okay? That we are saying, oh my gosh, I, I totally understand how you feel. Gosh, that must be so frustrating. And really just acknowledging the fact that there are some emotional things happening regardless of where you're at in the cycle or what you sell. So that's what I think is really, really important. But when you care about the results and you can connect with it emotionally, um, your revenue will increase dramatically, right? We want to focus on the results that we get for our clients as part of empathy, right? So now we understand how you emotionally feel. I think it's really important that I get results for you because I understand how you feel and I understand what's going on in your world. So, we really want to make sure that we bridge that gap. So, we're not talking about what we sell. We talk about the results. We talk about the um, problem that we solve for people. And, like I said, when you really care about the result and you can connect it emotionally, your revenue will dramatically increase. And the how here is about connecting with what you offer, right? Are you crystal clear on the results that your clients get? Are you passionate about helping them obtain those results? Once you answer yes to both of those questions, it will be obvious in the sales conversations that you're having, right? We need to be passionate about what we do. So the next one is, is relationship building. And this one's an old school one. You guys know this one, people buy from people they like, right? Being able to connect with people from all different backgrounds and walks of life really will go a long way in your sales success. So how do you go about developing this skill? You're like, what if I'm just, what if I'm an introvert, Ryan? Um, and I don't really think that has anything to do with your, uh, your, <laughs> relationship building skills, but this one combines listening and asking great questions, right? So what is everyone's favorite thing to talk about? It's themselves. So you become really great at relationship building when you become really great at asking people questions about themselves and then going back to skill number one, which means listening to genuinely learn about people. That's how you build relationships. The most thing important thing here though is that you have to be genuine. Okay. Like It will, you will stick out like a sore thumb if you are feigning interest, if you are pretending to be interested in someone, if you aren't paying attention, if you're asking questions, uh, but not, there's no really emotion behind them. But the best way to build relationships is to go out and ask people questions and to talk as little about yourself as possible. And I know that that feels hard because you're like, well, shouldn't a relationship be a two-way street, Ryan? Yes, of course, of course, of course, of course it should. And eventually people are going to come back and ask you questions about yourself, but the point is, is that I never want to commandeer a, a conversation with anyone talking about myself. Okay. I always want to let that person talk about themselves or talk about what's going on in their world or talk about their challenges in their business, talk about their challenges with their children, all of those things, because I want to learn as much about them as possible. So I can be a good friend, a good sister, a good wife, a good mom, a good business owner, a good salesperson, but I want, I want to carry that burden. And so I think that's just something really important that we don't always think about is that relationship building piece. So the next skill is networking. So while networking is not 100% required to be great at sales, it certainly makes it easier to meet people and build relationships. It also is going to give you the opportunity to provide value to a lot of people in a short amount of time. The reason I love networking events is because there's 20 or 30 people in the room. That is 20 or 30 new connections, new conversations, new people for me to meet. To some of you, that's probably like your worst nightmare, and I get that. But for me, it is the fastest way to talk to a lot of people in a short amount of time. So people that attend networking events are often well-connected. It can also be a great resource for you. So to be good at networking, you need to do two things. One, you need to find networking events that you like and that you will actually go to. It does you no good to attend events that you don't enjoy or that don't provide value in your business, right? Right. Um, don't go to events that are not your ideal target audience. And that's not selfish. That's not greedy. But if your people aren't in the room, you're wasting your time, right? We're all building businesses here. We don't have time to waste. So go to networking events that your people are in the room because you're going to want to go, right? You love helping your people. You love talking to your people. You're going to want to go to those events. And then you have to get into, you have to go into networking with a servant mindset, meaning you cannot go into an event looking for your next client or prospect. If you pull into the parking lot and your first thing that's going through your head is like cha-ching, 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 you are doing it wrong. And again, people will sense it from a mile away. You have to go into the event with the idea of meeting people and then providing value. Can you help them make a connection? Can you introduce them to someone in your network? Can you help them solve a real problem that they're having in their business for free? And I know that's counterintuitive. Like Ryan, I'm networking to build my business. I'm working to increase revenue. I'm networking to increase sales opportunities. Those things are a byproduct of networking. They are not the intention of networking. Networking is about building a network of people. It's about becoming a connector. Because when you provide value to your network, the sky is the limit on the value that your network will provide to you, okay? So even if you have an online-based business, where I know so many of you listening today do, do not, always, do not hide behind your computer. I really encourage you, even if it is one organization, one event that you attend a month, to really get good at networking because it 's going to teach you all those skills we 've already talked about, right which is empathy, listening with the intent you know listening without the intent to respond, building relationships, all things you can learn by networking so then the final three skills we 've talked about are persistence, resilience, and discipline, um, and these three things are super important to be successful in sales, but the way to learn them is pretty much the same as everything else, right? Persistence is about continuing to work towards your goal despite meeting some resistance. And as a business owner, as a salesperson, you won't meet resistance. Guys, we hear no, we fail, we get rejected more than anyone else in the world. That's why not a lot of people are entrepreneurs and not a lot of people are salespeople because it is hard and we get kicked around and knocked down a lot. But persistence is about finding a new way to reach out to a prospect when your first attempt, second attempt, third attempt, fourth attempt did not work. That's what persistence is. It's about coming back with a new idea when the first one didn't work. It's about still providing value to a prospect even after they've said no, right? Even in the face of resistance, even when things aren't going the way you want them to go, even when your business is not growing as fast as you want it to go, persistence is continuing to show up. My business coach, I hope you guys heard her podcast, Samantha Siffering. She's really incredible. One of her kind of mantras or top tracks that she's really taught me that I think is amazing is I'm going to figure this out no matter what. So every time I fail, I'm using air quotes, every time I fail, that is okay, right? Because I'm gonna figure this out no matter what. I'm gonna find a different way to do it. I'm gonna show up with a different idea. I'm gonna retool things on the back end. I'm gonna take a different approach. That is what persistence is. It is finding a way to continue to keep going and different ideas because that's really where success comes in is the person who refuses to accept failure, to be quite honest with you. So then resilience, how is resilience, you know, different and resilience is really about being able to handle no. And it doesn't matter if you are the best salesperson in the entire world. Um, For my salespeople listening, if you are a president's club winner, you know, a million dollar earner, whatever you are, I do not care. You are going to hear No. No, it just happens. It happens in life, right? It happens in everything in life. Lord help me, I have a two-year-old, right? I hear no more times every day than any human being. And whoever says that <laughs> is salespeople hear no. No, it is parents, parents of toddlers, hear no more than anyone. Gotta go ahead and put that on the record and out into the universe. But you are going to hear, no, it's not the right time. No, I don't have the budget. No, I'm not interested. No, I've done this before and it didn't work. And the list goes on and on. But being resilient is about sending another email, making another phone call, and attending another networking event despite all of the no's. No is just, it's part of life and it's part of doing business and being resilient is learning to not take that personally, right? No, and I always teach this to my clients um, and even to my corporate sales teams that I coach and work with, is that no says dramatically more about the other person than it does about you. No is almost never personal, okay? So being resilient is really teaching yourself to handle that and, again, continuing to stay the course and continuing to reach out and talk to people even when you continue to hear no. And then there's discipline. And discipline is really about dedicating time and energy to the hard parts of your business, even when you do not want to. Okay? There are going to be days where you're going to get out of bed and you're not going to feel like it. I don't want to. Today's not the day. I'm in a bad mood. I don't feel good. I have a scratchy voice right now. I'm not sure how much you guys can tell that I've got a whole lot of congestion going on, but it was on my to-do list today to record this podcast episode for you. And I could have made a million excuses to not do it, but here I am doing it because I'm committed to you and I'm committed to my business. That is discipline. It's about setting goals and sticking to them. It's about scheduling time with yourself for the revenue generating activities in your business, right? For prospecting, for adding new opportunities to your funnel, to follow up with people that you haven't talked to in a long time. And these tasks can often feel overwhelming and mundane, but doing them anyway is discipline. Discipline is showing up every day even when you don't want to even when you don't feel like it even when it's hard even when it feels like nothing is working that is discipline so how do you learn to be persistent resilient and disciplined and this one is a really interesting one because i think this one is a decision you decide that i'm going to be resilient i'm going to be disciplined i'm going to be persistent you decide that there are no excuses and that you are responsible for your own success you decide that the pain of doing things you don't want to do or that are hard, or that you're uncomfortable with is totally worth it if it helps you reach your goals and the dreams you have for your business. You guys, I hope you know if you've listened to the podcast, if you're in my Facebook group, my biggest thing is helping people live the life they imagined when they started their business, okay? You all started a business for a reason, or for the salespeople listening, you got into sales for a reason, and it was to control your destiny and to control your income. For business owners, it's typically freedom is what you're looking for, right? You are looking for freedom Freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of location, freedom to do work that you love, whatever that is for you. You started your business for a reason. And you have to decide that you are responsible for your own success and that you aren't taking any excuses and that you're not going to take the first no or the second no or the third no or the fourth no. And that this is so important to you that you are going to figure it out no matter what. That is a decision you have to make. And once you decide, you have to put a plan into place and you have to stick to it, even when you don't want to, even when you're congested and you sound funny, even when you don't feel like it, even when it's a snow day, even when your kids aren't in school for the 47th Wednesday for my friends that live here in Kansas City, even when you know, you're know you fitting it in late at night. I just recorded a podcast interview with another gal who was up till two o'clock in the morning fixing something because it needed to be done. She doesn't want to do that, right? Maybe I want to sleep. But making a decision. She had committed to getting something done and making a decision and she did it. So those things, persistence, resilience, and disciplines are things that you have to decide. And my guess is, dear sales hater, that you already have and practice so many of these skills. And I'm willing to bet that half of these are already in your wheelhouse and they're things that you're really good at. Like I said, you don't choose entrepreneurship or sales if you don't have some of these skills. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't want to learn these skills. But the good news is is that you work on these skills. If you practice, if you decide to take quit off of the table, your business, your life, your income will change dramatically. And whether you have to find an accountability partner, hire a coach, do what you need to do, commit to a schedule, whatever that looks like for you. I promise you once you do those things you will be unstoppable and that these are skills you 110% can learn to help hear yes more often and grow your business thank you all so much for listening to the uncensored sales podcast today again I am your host Ryan Dowdy if you love this podcast If you love the content that we're talking about here, I would love for you to join me over in the Sales Skills for Women in Business Facebook group. I spend the majority of my time there. The women in that group just blow my mind. They are so incredible. The ideas that they share, the networking, um, the training that we do is just really unbelievable. So we'd love to have you join us in that group. Also, you can check out my website, uncensoredconsulting.com. And finally, I do spend an abundance of time on LinkedIn. It's one of my favorite places to start conversations um, with people, so I would love to have me connect with me over there and it is Ryan with 2N Scouting. Thanks so much. Look forward to talking to you on the next episode.